IU is set for yet another top 10 showdown this weekend with Michigan State. We got you all previewed yesterday. We're going to give you all the rest of the information you need to know before yet another big showdown for the Hoosiers. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Friday, October 15th. I am your host, Jacob Rude. This is Locked on Hoosiers, as always, being your number one source for IU Athletic News. Joining me to lead us into this Michigan State game is Jared. Uh, Jared, we've had a week to reset. How did you? Uh, how are you feeling about the Hoosiers now with a, a week to process things? Um, I'd call it less a week to process things and more just a week of accepting our fate, um, (laughs) a week of stewing in, in just sheer sadness and a little bit of anger, but not much anger. Just not, not, not feeling much better now than I did a week and a half ago. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I am, am one of the more, I'm very optimistic basically, uh, in general, um, not even I could really talk myself into this game, this team right now. Uh, I am definitely in a show me type of mood in that you're going to have to show me that you're actually good before I can start talking myself into it again because <clears throat> that Penn State game, I that, that was one of the worst performances I've seen an IU team have. But before we jump into this Michigan State game, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen Every day, remember Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers, on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Uh, Before I give the rundown of all the kind of information, we haven't gotten your thoughts on this game or uh, anything like that. So just what's kind of your vibe heading into this Michigan State game, the fourth top 10 game or top 10 team we will play this season. My vibe is please stop scheduling us against top 10 teams. Where, where, when can we hit the when can we hit the shuffle button? When can we hit the the shuffle schedule button? Where is can, can I hit Y and throw, you know, can I press Y on my little Xbox controller and and throw like an Appalachian state in there or something? I mean, geez. So um it's it's hard, man. It's it's hard going into this matchup, just like it has been for all these other top ten matchups and top fifteen matchups and whatever te- whatever teams have been ranked at the time we played them. Um, Michigan State looked good. They look strong. I, we don't. <laughs> this this the the contrast between these two teams right now is very very stark. And coming into this year, it felt like this was going to be one of those. Even if this IU team disappointed a little bit, it felt like a very winnable game. Um, it felt much more winnable a month ago than it does now, even a week ago um, with the Penix injury, obviously. So I'm not feel I'm not feeling great. I am the resident pessimist on the podcast, but I, I I'm not feeling great, and that's just because they haven't really given me much much reason to feel great. And neither has Michigan State, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember during the preseason as we were kind of laying out how we thought this season would go, we had been Rafael on, uh, for those that listened to that podcast, just kind of previewing the season. 
we were talking about how lucky IU was to dodge Wisconsin and that was going to be the toughest game or a tougher game. And um, yeah, in hindsight, we got by far the toughest game in that crossover. And then the big 10 East is uh, a gift that keeps on giving, I guess we'll say, but we're here to give you everything you need to know before that game. IU is going to host number nine, Michigan state at noon on Saturday, Memorial stadium, homecoming weekend, Game will be on Fox Sports 1. The gates will be opening two hours prior to kickoff. If you're attending, they will be opening at 10 a.m., a little bit earlier to accommodate the crowd. Hopefully another uh, close to sellout at least. Lots are opening at 7 a.m. That's entirely too early for me, but I am not a morning person. Uh, but the, if if you guys are going, if you are tailgating, those lots will be opening at 7 a.m., Historically, this series is uh, for the Old Brass Spittoon, uh, just a tremendous uh, trophy to give out. But um, Michigan State, as with basically any Big Ten team, has dominated this series. 48 wins. Uh, I use one 17. There have been two ties. Last season, Indiana obviously wins that game 24 to nothing. They're... Last win before that, though, was 2016. They won in overtime on a field goal. I was at that game, and I remember thinking at that time, 24-21 win. I thought that was a turning point for the program. And uh, a lot has happened since then. Uh, Richard Lego was the quarterback through... Uh, for 276 yards that game. Mitchell Page threw for a touchdown to Lego. Tyler Nate got a, a throw in there. Uh, a lot has happened since that night. That was not the turning point, obviously. But um, the Hoosiers look to be in a better place than then, but it's still not a great place right now. Uh, SP Plus, as we always reference on here, again, they have generally been pretty favorable to Indiana this season. Michigan State is coming in expected to win by 7.5. SP Plus, for those who don't know, is a a data-driven type of model, a predictive model um, by Bill Connolly of ESPN. And as I said, it's typically been pretty favorable to IU. So uh, Michigan State is favored by 7.5, predicted score of 29-22, with Michigan State having a 67% win probability none of those are particularly great for the Hoosiers we'll get to the betting lines a little bit later uh, when we talk about bet online but uh, did anything I say make you feel any bit better about this game Jared no um SP plus like like you said SP plus has been very generous to the Hoosiers and even then it hasn't necessarily uh turned in our favor most weeks um I I it makes me feel a little bit better. 67% win probability for Michigan State feels a little bit low coming against the team that scored a grand total of zero points last week and is now missing its starting quarterback um, with, a, with an offensive line that just is barely there. Um, so uh, it, does, it doesn't make me feel that much better but it's it's good to see a little bit of confidence again 33 percent confidence in indiana to win this game is much (laughs) more than i would have had coming in so kudos to them i certainly uh 
I'm not feeling great about it. I, I, I'm feeling a lot worse than 33% with this game. So you're right online there. We're going to look at some, some players to watch, some matchups to watch. It's going to be a lot of offensive guys that I'm going to talk about because hasn't really been anyone reliable on that side of the ball. But what is reliable is Built Bar and their delicious flavors. Uh, for those who don't know, Built Bar has so many flavors that you guys can choose from, whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, caramel, strawberry, uh, cookies and creams, my favorite, even if it is controversial. Um, for those who haven't tried it, you can get a mix box with two of each flavor so that you guys can pick out your favorites, but they're not only tasty, they're healthy. You're looking at 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, low in sugar, high in net carbs, amazing flavors. They're tasty. They're healthy. There's no reason not to order Built Bar today. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Jared and Lou of <laughs> making more matchups to watch necessarily because I feel like this point it's a broken record. It's going to be I use offensive line uh, versus whoever they're playing. If you want to take it that way, you can. But I also listed some players to watch. I'll start off with the obvious one. Jack Tuttle is obviously going to be the player IU fans are going to be most anxious. Technically speaking, uh Michael Penix has not been ruled out for the game, but as Tom Allen said on Monday, he's week to week. You're not going to get any updates. You're going to find out at kickoff whether he's available or not. I would be absolutely stunned if he's available. Uh, I know we've talked some about Jack Tuttle throughout the last two weeks, but uh, for you, what are you kind of looking and expecting from Jack Tuttle tomorrow? Or, yeah, tomorrow? Um, to put it lightly, confident, uh, competence. Uh, I'm looking for, you know, this is, again, this is about the rest of the season. Um, the rest the rest of the season can really be quantified in, in two portions for me. It's going to be, one, can this team get to a bowl game? And then, two, if this team cannot get to a bowl game, can they win the old Oaken bucket? I, I mean, that's just, that's just how the season goes for me, and, and if – Tuttle can inspire some confidence, give a little bit of a spark to this offense. I know he didn't last week, but obviously he wasn't preparing to come into the game. Um, if he can, you know, if he can inspire this offense to some points, have some solid drives, and just remain competitive, it's going to do a lot for this team. Uh, it's just going to do a lot for this team and their outlook for the rest of the season. Um, again, I, I mentioned this last week um, with the defense, where they're, you know, they're they've been pretty disciplined. Um, they haven't let stupid penalties go, you know, go to their head. They haven't lost their heads. They haven't gotten too frustrated with given the lack of offensive production. So if they can, you know, if they can build that platform for the defense to just sort of carry them through the game, that's going to be all on, on Tuttle and all on the play calling. So again, it's just about inspiring confidence for the rest of the season. Uh, if he is indeed the quarterback for the rest of the season, week to week is typically not one to two weeks in, in my, um, in my experience. So it's, you know, it's just about, it's about stabilizing the ship and just making us feel good going into the last five, six, seven weeks, whatever it is left in the season. Yeah. Obviously, as we've said, Tuttle, Jack Tuttle is not your normal backup quarterback. He has 
uh, more reliable maybe than most in the Big Ten. So in that regard, the Hoosiers should feel a little bit better, but anytime you're going to your backup quarterback, you probably aren't feeling great about the situation. So we are, we saw last season how good he can be in that Wisconsin game, and then we saw how poorly things can go in that Ole Miss game. Uh, so we'll see. As you mentioned, it wasn't great against Penn State, but I don't ever expect anybody to look great when they're thrown in the middle of a game, let alone a game at Happy Valley where the crowd's been crazy for the first two and a half quarters. So I'm not holding that performance against him too much, but he's at home. He'll have the hometown or the home crowd behind him. So a lot less excuses this week. He'll really need to step up if the Hoosiers are going to win this one. Uh, is there any player, unit, matchup, anything you're going to be watching uh, for this game? It's a little bit of a cop-out, but yeah, uh, it's Micah McFadden. Um, yeah. And the reason is not to watch and see if you can do this or if you can do that. He's been the biggest spark of joy in this Indiana season. And literally every time Indiana's on defense, it, he's around the ball. It's impossible not to watch him play, not to watch him fly around the field. And a college football career is obviously very, very finite. So I'm going to be watching Micah McFadden running around the field like an absolute madman, um, chicken with his head cut off, and just going to enjoy him while he's here and enjoy, enjoy the experience of getting to watch this defense and getting to watch them operate the way that they've operated all season. Uh, rivals on Thursday announced their midseason All-Americans and Micah McFadden was among those. So he is very much on pace for an All-American type of season. He's going to have his hands full on Saturday because the other thing that obviously I will be watching is Kenneth Walker for Michigan State. Their running back, who is one of the top running backs in the nation, uh, is starting to build a pretty good case for the Heisman this season. Uh, through six games, he's at 913 yards, nine touchdowns, uh, absolutely dominant, and someone we talked with uh, Locked on Spartans host Matt Sheehan yesterday uh, for yesterday's show, Thursday's show, for those that missed it, um, a transfer that came over and has impacted the team right away, comes from Wake Forest, steps right in and, and looks like one of the most dominant guys in the league and the, in the nation. So the IU defense is going to have its hands full, but honestly, with how great they've looked all season, I'm not nearly as worried about that as maybe I should be, or certainly as I have been in the past. There's been many years, mostly under Kevin Wilson, where if you told me this offense was coming into Bloomington, I would expect them to hang about 60 points on us. So with the Hoosiers' defense the way it is right now, I expect them to be able to hang around. It's just a matter of whether the offense can match that and um, put up enough points to – to win this game because that's been the issue all season long aside from that Western Kentucky game. Uh, maybe you and I need to be, be together for the offense to actually look decent. Sounds like a, or is that a threat? Cause I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hoosiers, we talked about SP plus favoring them by seven bet online only has Michigan state as a four and a half point favorite. Uh, minus 175 money line for Michigan State, over under of 48 and a half. I've said this a couple times. 
I think for Indiana to win, they're probably going to have to hit that over. But Indiana is plus 155 to win. Get your thoughts on that in a second, Jared. But for those that haven't used Bet Online before, it's your number one spot for pro and college football action. They have an updated site that has more odds, more props, more contests than ever. Head to the website today, and if you sign up using promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money that they are giving you guys. You can use it on college football, on NFL, playoff baseball. The NBA season is starting. Whatever you guys want. They even have Vegas casino games on the site. So go download the app today. Go visit the website. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Jared, of uh, any of those uh, lines, betting lines I gave you, does anything jump out to you as the best bet? Well, the first thing that jumped out to me actually is that you said you, you think IU is going to have to hit the over to win this game. I actually don't agree. I think that this is a very winnable game in the sense that you could win this 24 21. You could win this 21-18, win a field goal battle if you have to. So I don't think that they necessarily have to show up and hit the over. I actually think their best route to victory is to hold the ball as long as possible, have long drives, and try to win this game in a low-scoring fashion because they're not going to put up 30 points. They're just not. That's not who they are. That's not who they've been this season. And certainly with Tuttle coming in, that wouldn't be my expectation. So I would – I, I I said it last, you know, two weeks ago. I obviously I feel good about Michigan State minus four and a half because of just the state of Indiana. You don't know what you're gonna get. But my best bet would probably be that under 48 and a half. I, I still feel good about that because if IU loses, there's a solid chance that it could be a very ugly game from the offense again. If IU wins, it mean it doesn't mean that they're probably putting up 30, 35, 40 points. It means that the defense is doing their job and the offense is moving the ball at a consistent rate. So I feel good about that under 48 and a half, which is a very low line for college football these days. Yeah, that is, that's, those are all very fair points that I did not consider. Uh, as you said, with the way I use looked of late, the offense has struggled so much that taking the under is probably a pretty safe bet. I might look up next weekend, how many, times IU has hit the under this season because I'd imagine it is most times uh, there have been very few times they've gotten into a shootout but for me it's still Michigan State minus four and a half uh, I just don't think this game will be that close I just don't see IU's offense being able to to keep up and I still I mean I even expect IU's defense to play well I mean they gave up 24 points to Penn State and I thought they had a great performance I don't know if I use <laughs> offense can keep up with that. Uh, and this is a, a Michigan State offense that is a lot better than that Penn State one. So I'm just not nearly as optimistic right now. As I said, I'm in a show me mode and the Hoosiers haven't showed us a lot this season. So I'm I'm taking Michigan State minus four and a half. Uh, honestly, I may you a, a parlay between the two wouldn't even be a bad bet either because I'm not incredibly confident in either one of those. The Last thing we're going to talk about today, not necessarily related to the game, but it is related to Tom Allen. USA Today released their annual kind of list of college football head coach salaries. Uh, you'll be shocked to know Nick Saban is the highest paid coach in the country. 
Who? Nine, yeah, at nine point five million. <laughs> yeah, I, hasn't done a lot lately, I guess. Um, Ed Orgeron is second at LSU, eight point six. You have to scroll a little ways down to get to Tom Allen, even if he has uh, been one of the higher paid IU coaches ever, probably. And he might be the highest. I'd imagine Kevin Wilson to be the only other one on that or in that competition. He, uh, Tom Allen is 28th nationally. 4.26 million is his total pay this season. He didn't. He he gave back a little bit. They have a, a section for the pandemic reduction. He he gave back fifty thousand. Not many coaches gave back really anything. Dabo Sweeney stunningly is the only one who took a big reduction at 1.2 million and he was the only one over a million. Um, so not a big reduction there in Tom Allen's contract. The, he ranks ninth in the big 10 though. And I mentioned this to you before, so I know you'll know the second highest paid coach in the big 10 is Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Ryan day is number one. Pat Fitzgerald is number two. Uh, Scott Frost is number three or excuse me, number four behind Mel Tucker at Michigan State, who we will see this weekend. Uh, Nebraska's Scott Frost. I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Uh, then you have guys like Kirk Ferentz um, at Iowa, P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. Jeff Brom is still making more than Tom Allen, Paul Christ at Wisconsin, and then Allen. The big number, though, Tom Allen's buyout as of December 1st, 2021, is $30 million, which is an astronomical figure. There are only three coaches who have a higher buyout in the nation. Jimbo Fisher is a $95 million buyout at Texas A&M. Dabo Sweeney is a 47.5. Nick Saban is 38.4. Tom Allen is 30 million. He obviously agreed uh, to a contract extension last year. Based on the reporting, that figure will drop down that buyout figure to about 15 million next season. Uh, Jared, at what point do we have to start worrying about Tom Allen leaving Indiana university? We don't, I don't think he wants to leave. Um, maybe in a, maybe in a couple of years, if things get toxic around the program, I don't see that happening. Usually you see the cracks about a year or two in advance. Um, you know, this is – I'm not particularly worried about his buyout. Um, $15 million is still a lot of money. I, I don't think, theoretically, if you look at, you know, the big, quote-unquote, bigger programs around the country, USC is hiring their head coach this year, so they won't be in the market. Um, you know, obviously, Ohio State is set. Michigan is theoretically set. Um I just, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, I mean, there's, you know, unless Lincoln Riley leaves for a job, um, and even then I, I wouldn't even think that Tom Allen suits their kind of style anyways. So I'm not particularly worried about the buyout. Um, what is really funny to me from this list, and um, you'll, you'll appreciate this, is that there's a chance next year that Tom Allen is actually the 10th highest paid coach in the Big Ten behind Scott Frost and whoever Nebraska hires to replace Scott <laughs> Frost. I think, th- I think there's a real chance that 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 uh, Nebraska will have two head coaches 
that they're paying more than we're paying Tom Allen. And we can all just laugh and appreciate that. I think I think that's what we're looking for in this season is a, is a couple of bright spots. And that certainly feels like one of them when you can turn and you can laugh at another program. Yeah, it's uh, some of these are interesting. Jim Harbaugh is only at four million. He is making uh, less than even Brett Bielma at Illinois. Harbaugh's at four million with Michigan. Greg Schiano is at four million with Rutger. Um, I would ima- I would imagine Harbaugh's contract is very heavily incentivized, though. Like I yeah. would imagine if he wins a national championship or he wins a Big Ten, that that number goes up significantly. Yeah, and uh, he's someone who's been there for a while. I, I wouldn't be. I don't know the specifics of college football contracts, but if there's some deferred money, I could imagine that would come into effect there as well. I could see that happening. Uh, it's also interesting. Cincinnati's Luke Fickle, who I know a lot of people have kind of tied to that USC job. Uh, he is only at $3.4 million in Cincinnati, but he has a $20.4 million buyout, which is one of the bigger ones. When, when Tom Allen's buyout drops to 15 million, it's still going to be one of the, definitely in the top half of the nation and probably the top 30 highest, uh, buyouts. So it's still going to be a pretty, pretty big chunk of change, but I'm in the same camp as you as, Tom Allen just seems like he really loves it here. I, he He's an Indiana guy. Um, he kind of grew up coaching here uh, at the high school level. He just seems like someone who really enjoys the environment here and enjoys um, this Indiana program, the freedom he has. Uh, there aren't many places he's going to be able to go and kind of be able to I, I don't even know what the word is. Just have this kind of level of freedom where right now he's kind of the, he's not kind of, he is the, the savior of this IU football program. And it's hard to turn that down. I know obviously if a, an Auburn and Alabama, Alabama is never going to come calling an Auburn or a, someone like a traditional power an Ole Miss. Um, I know he's coached there. Uh, somebody like that comes a Florida, maybe with his connections to Florida, Programs like that are, are obviously a whole other beast, and those are going to be hard to turn down. But uh, right now, you made a great point with there not being very many openings that are going to be enticing paired with that big buyout. I don't think IU fans are going to have to worry for quite a while about losing Tom Allen, and hopefully by then we get another contract extension uh, after we win a bowl game this year, knock on wood and this year oh my god i I, I would have cut off the sentence after winnable (laughs) no we're gonna do it hey i told you i was optimistic and i had to get one in there we're gonna we'll win a bowl game this year uh do not hold me to that next week um (laughs) that's that's fair i I do i do want to say though one one program that would the only program currently that would concern me even mildly would be lsu um, strictly for you know the comparisons between Tom Allen and Ed Orgeron in the sense that they're both really passionate coaches. They both love their players. They're very intense in a way that is not off-putting to these kids for the most part. But again, they're going to be looking for a job when the buyout's $30 million, not fifteen. So that makes me feel better about that job. And again, Again, the the best part about Indiana is the stability. I mean, you are, you know, we're not 
ever that school that's looking for an upgrade. We are more than content with where we are. We're a good program, not elite. Like, And he could be in this job for 30 years if he wants. If he takes a job at LSU, if he takes a job at Auburn, you're immediately on the clock. And I don't think that's his style regardless. Yeah, there's no, the expectations aren't the same here as they are if he goes to LSU. Like LSU expects national titles. IU expects a bowl win right now. So uh, if LSU gets to a bowl game and loses, that's a disappointing season. Uh, that's still like probably a successful season for the Hoosiers, just getting to a bowl game. Uh, although hopefully that will change in the future, and hopefully it is under Tom Allen. That'll wrap it up for this week's uh, podcast. We'll be back on Monday to have a hopefully positive recap of this game. Uh, If you guys don't follow us already on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers, we'll have kind of an instant reaction to whatever happens on Saturday, win or lose. We'll have a quick little reaction there, so be sure to go follow us. We'll be back next week to recap this game. And stunningly, almost certainly prepare for another top 10 showdown. So for Jared, this is Jacob signing off. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And Elio.